Well, good evening, all. Here we are another evening of Course of Love. We are currently in the second treatise. Yeah, second treatise. We'll be reading tonight from... We'll be reading from Chapter 2, The Purpose of Representation. And... uh, I don't know if we'll get through it, but we'll read as much as we can. And this evening, I will give us a prayer. I'll center us, and then we'll get started with Judy, Yvonne, Reverend Bill, and Gloria, and whoever else may join us to read. And let me just, ah, let's just sit back. Take a few deep breaths, center yourself, and like I said, please mute your phones. That would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. So, may we pray together. Oh, hold on. Where's my... God, lover of life, lover of these lives, God, lover of our souls, lover of our bodies, lover of all that exists. In fact, it is your love that keeps it all alive. May we live in this love. May we never doubt this love. May we know that we are love, that we were created for love, that we are a reflection of you, that you love yourself in us. Therefore, we are perfectly lovable. May we never doubt this deep and abiding and perfect goodness. We are because you are. And with this I say amen, amen, amen. Amen. Just feel the words. Just feel it. Let that word love just ruminate through your bodies. As he said, he's the lover of our bodies, our souls, of our existence. May we never doubt this love. May we know this love. Every moment of this human experience. Now, here we are. Together as one. And we will start off with the reading. Hold on. Let me get that together here. I'm going to reflect back on what we read last week. We completed first in the... Oh, we're in the third treatise. Excuse me. We're in the third treatise. The treatise on the personal self. And we are in chapter two, the purpose of representation. Last week we concluded chapter one, true and false representation. And he said to us last week, Your remembrance of the Christ self abolished the ego self and allows us to begin the lessons of the personal self. We cannot begin the curriculum here because you would have been unable without the lessons of this course to distinguish the personal self from the ego self. There is a danger even now in focusing upon the self of the body as this self has been so long bound to the ego self. Even with the ego once and finally vanquished, 
The patterns of the ego's thought system remain to be undone. This is atonement. We work now to correct the errors of the past in the present, the only place where such work can be done. We work with what we have, a form fully able to represent the truth, and in so doing, we bring the truth to life and life to the truth. So, Judy, you want to start us off with paragraph one, and then you on two, Reverend Bill three, and Gloria four. And we'll kind of stop there and see if we want how we're going to go forward. So, Judy, 2.1, please. Thank you. What purpose would it seem to serve to have anything exist only as a representation? We might think of this in terms of original purpose and the original purpose of representation being to share the self in a new way. Expressions you call art are desires to share the self in a new way. These expressions you call art are expressions of a self who observes and interacts in relationship. They are not expressions that remain contained to who you are or who you think yourself to be. They are not expressions of the self alone. They are not expressions of the self alone in terms you might consider autobiographical. (laughs) And they are not expressions of the self alone that you would consider the self in separation. They are rather expressions of the self in union Expressions of what the self sees, feels, envisions, imagines in relationship. Whoa. What Yvonne? Pur- yes. Oops, sorry, Joe. What purpose has art? While art is but a representation of what the artist chooses to share, few of us would call these representations useless Few of us would call these representations useless or without value. Art is a representation, but it also becomes something in truth, something that has been named art. Art becomes something in truth by expanding awareness, or in other words, by making something known. This is what true relationship does, and is its purpose as well as what it is. Thank you. Well, we have said you chose the separation. It has not been said that this choice was the choice it has been made to sing. You chose to represent a new way. The choice to represent your true self in form was a choice for separation, but not because separation itself was desired, as you have assumed. This is the assumption you have accepted in much the same way you have accepted your free will as that which allows you to be separate from and independent of God. I like this. Once this assumption was accepted, the duality of your existence became paramount because the only means you saw of deciphering the world around you and your role within it. 
separation alone, this independence and individuality, these became the purpose you assumed rather than the purpose you stated out to achieve, that of a new way of expression in a form that would expand awareness through relationship of self, true self, and others. You chose a means of creation as God chose a means of creation. That means of creation is separation. That means of creation is separation, becoming separate, the observer as well as the observed, so as to extend creation through relationship of the observer and the observed. Pass. While much time was spent within this course discussing the choice, but you, but discussing the choice you, but think you made the discussion was necessary only in the same terms that may is necessary to the truly discuss the ego's true system, thought system. What you believe about yourself is part of the foundation that has been built around the system. Now, along with the belief put forth in a thesis on unity, you are asked to accept a new belief regarding the choice we have called the separation, a choice you have the mean as seen. Well, do you want to stop here? And because I, I kind of got lost in this one. I, I don't know. It's just my head being so wonky today. But I don't know. It just kind I of, got lost too, Paul. I got lost in paragraph three. To go down yeah. toward the. <laughs> yeah, I the, got lost. One, two, and three. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we can reread that when. Yes, yeah, like, I, I love paragraph three. That is, I, I, I got something really wonderful out of this. While we have said you chose the separation, it has not been said that this choice was the choice it has been made to seem. You chose to represent yourself in a new way, to express yourself in a new way, to share yourself in a new way, Well, great. That's good. The choice to represent your true self in form was a choice for separation, but not because separation itself was desired, as you have assumed. We didn't choose for separation, but we did want to desire a means to express ourselves in a new form. And and then he says, this is the assumption you have accepted in much the same way you have accepted free will as that which allows you to be separate from men and independent of God. So it's saying both of these matters, 
the idea of being separation and the idea of free will seem to be all tied together as part of what we chose. But what I'm hearing in this is that this was not really our intention. The intention to be separate was not our intention, but that's how it worked out. And then once this assumption was accepted, the duality of your existence became paramount became the only means you saw of deciphering the world around you. Separation and aloneness, independence and individuality. These were the purpose. These became the purpose you assumed rather than the, the purpose you started out to achieve, that of a new way of expression in a form that would expand awareness through a relationship. So I'm just I'm just hearing that we had this desire to express in a new way, in a new form, while still being in relationship, still being whole and still being knowing of our oneness with God. And instead what happened in that role, in that activity, came out this motion this notion of separation and the power or the the promise of free will that would be seem to be a part of that wow um you chose a means of creation as god chose a means of creation that means of creation is separation becoming separate and then on to this, the observer as well as the observed, and um, so as to extend creation through relationship. Relationship of the observer and the observed. So um, uh, this this is pretty, I mean, what what this is saying to me is that we desired to have a new means of expression, a new form, a new way of being. We did not know that it meant that we would be separate from God or that we would be separate in any way. Mm-hmm. Nor did we know that free will would come, be, come relevant for us. I, imagine being in that state of complete innocence and complete oneness in God and wanting to go off in a different direction. And this happened to be the direction that it turned out to be. Is that sinking? That's, that's, I've never yeah, heard it expressed so clearly. That mm-hmm. sunk in for me. Thank you for reading that again. That's what I needed. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, we're just so innocent. <laughs> That's the whole thing. We started yep. out with all good intention. <laughs> yep. But but confused. That's very good. That makes me feel good. Okay. Thank you, Reverend Bill. I recall somewhere else recognizing that we did not know that 
I, I heard, I recall seeing it previously as a desire to experience the physical and that we did not know that that meant that we had to forget about our oneness with God to fully figure, to fully experience the physical and that to experience the physical required the belief in separation. I've not heard it this way previously before, or I didn't. I didn't see it in this manner before. Mm. Thank you. I'm complete. Yeah. Good stuff, Bill. That was a great explanation. Yeah. Wow. That, what a way to start. <laughs> Glad to be back. <laughs> yeah. You didn't happen to listen to last week's recording of this the call, did you? No. <laughs> I usually don't listen myself if I'm on the call, any call I won't listen yeah, to. Yeah. I don't either. I was just curious since Reverend Bill wasn't here. Okay. Yeah, we didn't oh, do I... much really. We did a lot of Getting to the weeds a bit, I guess, huh? (laughs) No, absolutely not. No, we dialogued from our authentic selves. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, we came came from our authentic authentic selves. Yeah. And and Yvonne, don't don't get confused, honey, by the whole idea that in order to become spiritual, we have to become somber and and completely serious about everything. It's just not that way, honey. Not at all. (laughs) Not my thought. We did a lot of laughing last week. <laughs> yeah, we sure did. But it was great therapy for me. <laughs> oh, it was perfect for me too. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's why I don't try not to make you know like get myself like when I'm confused with something. There was a time like, oh, why can't I get this? Why can't I get this? And I know why I can't get it tonight because my head is a little wonky. <laughs> But that's okay. And then Reverend Bill steps up and makes it very clear. And it's, you know, in my way, I hear, you know, in our, the way we need to hear individually, we hear it, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it comes in very easily, and sometimes it takes a little time to, like, you know, ruminate on it and feel it. Because, you know, you could read words, and it goes nowhere. It's like just reading, but not really... Mm-hmm feeling them and knowing them. So that's why when all that reading was like, it was going nowhere. I was like, I could have been just looking at a blank page. And that's why I said, I I just, I lost, I just didn't know what was being said. But thank you, Bill. You did a great job clarifying that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I, I know that when I am reading or listening as you all read if i am if i am focused with just allowing the essence of what is being read to come into my being i get everything perfectly and mm-hmm. i know that tonight i have to confess that i was just a tad distracted and i didn't feel it as i normally do and i know that's what happens to me is if I can, if I not can, when I allow myself to read at that level, um, 
the words, not the words necessarily, the meaning of the words, the essence of what is being read and what is being said comes into me and I get it. I may not always be able to explain it. I, it's just enough to know that I'm getting it. And it's all up to me. I mean, it's not that anybody reads well or doesn't read well. You all read beautifully, actually. It's up to me to get it. And I know mm-hmm. that when I'm distracted by anything, I don't get it. However, when I am focused on what is being said and read, and I allow the essence of it, it's like reading with my heart or listening with my heart rather than with my head. And when they're not connected or if I'm distracted in any way at all, then it, no, it doesn't sink in. And that's just me. I don't know if that applies to the rest of you or not, but I know that for me, that's the way it works for me. Oh, so I just wanted I'm to share right. that. Yeah, but I'm right there with you too, Judy. Like, oh, okay. I, you know, I could read something and it's like I didn't read it at all, you know. Yeah, exactly. Or I somebody do. else read and it's just going nowhere. <laughs> because, I'm, yeah. you know, either I'm distracted or something, mm-hmm. but when I feel it, and, and I... I have. I'll go back to read something then, because I and and I excuse myself. It, there was a yeah. time I was like, I'd be down on myself, like, what's the matter? You're not getting this. And but no, because <laughs> I, I, you know, we all know it somewhere very deep within, you know. And mm-hmm. like he says to us, you know, in the Course in Miracles, words about symbols by symbols. But mm-hmm. it's how, for me, it's how the words come in and how I take it in in my own individuality like you take Correct. it in, you know yep. and I'll take from it what I need and you'll take from it what you need mm-hmm. but we all know it inwardly the truth of what it is but you know it's yeah. still a book and he's trying to explain something and I mean I've read this book five six times <laughs> you know, and yet yep. I look at a, a chapter or a paragraph and say, I read that before? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yep, I hear you. I go through the same thing, and, and I too have read it. And it's all okay. You know, we're all doing it the, yes. way, the way we're supposed to, and it's all okay. It is all and okay, and I think the big mistake that we make is when we judge ourselves for not getting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I that's, that that's the, the only years. thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that needs to end. That has to stop. We're not stupid. Yeah. We're not morons. We're all fairly intelligent human beings. We're all adults. That's for damn sure. Um, it's just a matter of just not judging myself. If I can't get something or if I'm distracted or whatever, rather than, and Paula, you've got it, don't judge yourself. Just let it be okay. That's okay. And it is okay. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You know, I said this and I'll say it over though. You know, the fact that when they published the miracles, it's a course. It's like, you know, a course in school. And, you know, a course of love, a course of miracles. And, and with any other title, but that to me represents, it's a, a, you know, a, a school book, something I have to study. I don't want to yeah. study it. I want to feel no. it. I want to know it. That's- yeah, that's the whole purpose of it, is to feel it and yeah. to know it, to get it, quote-unquote. To get it, to feel it. Yeah, feel it, yeah. Huh? experience like, experience oh, like the poetry. essence. Yeah, like poetry. I'd like to say. Like poetry yeah, and art. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Well, that's what he, he's, he's used art for that exact yes. example. Yeah. And it was terrific. It was an absolute bang-on analogy. It was perfect. 
Mm-hmm. I'd like to offer that something yeah, about this. Yeah. That when I when when I first started reading that, uh, that light was going on. I, mm-hmm. I I just I, I just felt myself so moved by what I was reading at that point in time, and mm-hmm. and I just I couldn't help but saying, yeah, I got to go back to this, and and it's in reading it as I was reading it to you folks, it was really sinking in for me. Mm, absolutely, is, that's exactly how it works. The, yeah, exactly this, right. It comes, and, and it's as I've said before, that there are times that I find myself just saying something or speaking something, and in, when sharing that, whatever that is, that's when it's, it's truly clicking for me as well. I and mean, that's what happened with this wonderful paragraph mm-hmm. three. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And that's the truth. I know that when I share anything, what it does is it strength whatever it is that I'm sharing, it strengthens it in me. And if anybody else gets anything out of it as far as I'm concerned, that's a pure win win. We all we all need to do that. We all strengthen ourselves by sharing ourselves. So we strengthen the best in us by sharing the best in us, which is what we do. Which is why we dialogue. I think I just said the same thing you just expressed, Bill, only in my individualistic manner. <laughs> you know, but you said the word. It comes down to sharing. Dialogue is sharing. Yeah. And, you know, even yeah. though you can read a paragraph and rather than cite it verbatim, recite it the way you spelt it, it says mm-hmm. the same thing. Yeah. Because we're all hearing in our own unique way. Mm-hmm. So when we share, it's coming from our, you know, from somewhere that I might not say every word, but I can express it of how I absorbed it, you know, into my being. Mm-hmm. And that's right. fine. And you, that's the you know, whole purpose. Bill, yeah. Like, yeah. So when he read it, it, it was like me. It was just going nowhere. It was like. I just wasn't getting it, maybe because I'm tired and I had a you know, day that my mind was like very crazy and it's getting mm-hmm. late here on the East Coast. <laughs> so it was like gobbledygook, to be honest. Like I wasn't even saying anything. And then when Reverend Bill started to share how what he felt, then it kind of did away and I, I just picked out in my mind what I needed to hear. And it made sense to me. Mm-hmm. So it's all perfect. It's all good. It's all unique. And that's like we're all saying, that's the purpose of sharing. And no one's to even question how someone hears something. It can't be mm-hmm. we all hear it. We're all individuate, you know, individuals. Mm-hmm. And our souls are at different levels and points. And it's all mm-hmm. good. All good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and we're, we're, yeah. And we're all going to hear it through our... Oh, yeah, so go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just, uh, yeah, I was just going to say the fact that uh, all of us, well, I don't know, all of us, but as, the, as a unit here, we all at the same time realized that, you know, we didn't get it. Because <laughs> I, by the way, I, 
someone else, you know, we both just go back, and it was just like totally was, was exactly what was meant to be, to go back, you know. Yeah. So I think that was great that we came to that, mm-hmm. that conclusion oh, together. Yeah. Yeah? Well, you know, and we were honest about it because, you know, cause some people say, oh, yeah, I got it, and, you know, you go on and you kind of lose yourself. But be honest, mm-hmm. it, it didn't sink in mm-hmm. for some reason. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Fine. And then we have our dear Reverend Bill who stepped up and clarified it. <laughs> Which he certainly did. <laughs> so should we continue to read a little more? What Are we think? all clear on the first four paragraphs? Well, at least on number three. <laughs> <laughs> sure enough. <laughs> what do you think? Should we continue on? I am. Reverend Bill, are you still with us? <clears throat> Hello? Uh-oh. Reverend Bill? Gloria? Is something you said? We're on mute. Uh, I was just going to say that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So do we agree we should continue to read? Wow, five is a biggie. Got to read uh, slow. Right. Bear with me a moment. Um, well, you know, four four is a good one, you know, because it talks about what you said, the choice, you know, which much time was spent within discussing the choice you but think you made. And, and that's, you know, that's a word, you know, that always came you know, like when we decided to, you know, separate, we made a choice to separate. So here, that four actually goes to that, but you think this discussion was necessary only in the same terms that was made necessary to thoroughly discuss the ego's thought system. What you believe about yourself is part of the foundation that has been built around this system. Now, along mm-hmm. with the least put forth in a treatise, a treatise on unity, you are asked to accept a new belief regarding the choice we have called the separation, a choice you have deemed as sin. So that's a great lead-in to the next couple of paragraphs. Yeah, yeah. That Before was, we... I felt that when we, when we finished up with four, I felt that it was not complete. You know, it just, it just felt like it left us hanging at the edge of a cliff. Um, in terms of, of what he what he had been discussing was all uh, kind of geared to the uh, error that we made. And I felt that from maybe five on, he would go into the, the correction. I think Reverend Bill wants to say something. Well, I, yeah, thank you, Paula. Um, I was just going back and looking at, uh, like, paragraph one. And... Um, recognizing, uh, you know, you speak in there about our expressions that we call art, our desire to share the true self in a new way. These expressions you call art are expressions of a self who observes and interacts in relationship. Um, They're not expressions that remain contained to who you are or who you think to be 
are not expressions of the self alone. Sorry, I'm getting down to the last sentence here. They are rather expressions of the self in union, expressions Mm -hmm. of what the true self sees, feels, envisions, imagines in relationship. Um, That's kind of an interesting statement there. Uh, I'm just looking at that that this representation is is a means of we as individuals yet within the self of union are looking at these as examples or as means of being able to share or being able to express in union um, and and share in a way. It's, it's as if to say, imagine Michelangelo seeing, uh, you know, him painting the Sistine Chapel as a means of him being able to share what he has received from his state of union in a way that we can have an experience it as well. I, you know, that just came up as an example. One of there are a myriad of examples that this could be. Um, that can we recognize the artwork being done at any point in time? It's sourced in our union. What do you think of that, Gloria? You. Um, seeing your desire to express something that, that you draw, that, that you put together as a painting, that, that there's a desire within you to, to share whatever, whatever that, that work of art is. And it's a means of expression, and it's coming from your heart, coming from who you are, your true self. I, I don't mean to put you on the spot, darling. But uh, I mean, but this would be a question for all of us. And whatever we may be speaking of, we may be writing about, we may be drawing as a painting, we may be singing. Wow. Can you see what that says? They're rather lessons. They are rather expressions of the self in union. Expressions of what the self sees, feels, envisions, imagines in relationship, such that this is a means that, of being in relationship with all of union and people being empowered or experiencing a fullness of life through such an expression. Hope you guys don't mind me going here in this, but it just—it's a pretty interesting uh, perspective that just came through from that first paragraph. Thank you. I'm complete. That was great. Thank you, Rose. Well, to me, when you ask me about the expression of a painting, 
when I um, I see a flower, I love roses. And um, I've been doing a lot of roses in watercolor. And um, it's, it's the expression of the flower that I I get. It's like I get into the flower. My feelings of love, the colors, the form, everything about that item, that flower, gets into my being. And I have to put it on paper. I have to put the colors. I have to, um, I struggle, yes, because sometimes it's not what I see. And what I put is different. So I try to get it perfect. That's, that's another situation for an artist. You're looking for perfection. And one of my teachers in art class, he says, perfection is only God can do perfection. So you paint. It's just a paint. <laughs> but without knowing that God is part of me. So that's why um, the expression, the communication, the relationship with the flower is very, very strong for me. And not just flowers, anything that I copy, birds, animals, um, anything that I feel connected, I'm complete. Wow. Thank you. Thanks, Gloria. And what what I'm also reflecting on is the angel that you drew on the wall at the church. Yeah. Okay. Um, that 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 whole, that picture of that angel came through to you, yeah, in a vision, right? And then off you went with it, painting it. Well, and it has a story, the angel. You know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, thank you for your sharing. <laughs> for your yeah. sharing in the manner. Thank you. Wow. Okay. You know, Gloria, you said a key word when you were describing, you know, how you see and how you feel. And that's what I guess it boils down to is what he's saying to us, relationship. When you're in full relationship, whether it's a flower or a being, a tree, a piece of paper, that's what it's all about. You know, he's using the word here, representation. You know, but when we're in relationship with something truly, like like you said, when you see the flowers first, you see it the way you see it, and you struggle to have a relationship with it that it can, you can see it how God sees it, basically, because that's what that flower represents. God made that flower. So it's all the union, the word that, they're all the same, the union with something, the relationship, and then how we represent, we represent to our true self, not the little ego self, the true self, when we know the truth of what we see with these bodily eyes, the feel in this heart, 
is the purpose of that relationship. I think that's the key word for this, all this work. You know, whether it's the miracles, this always comes down to relationship. So thank you, Gloria. That's what you just said to me. I'm complete. Thank you, Paula. Thank you. Thank you for sharing, Gloria. Even though your husband kind of pushed you a little bit, but I'm so glad you did. (laughs) (laughs) He knew. He knew. Do you think I'll hear about her from later? That's a relationship. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. That's a relationship for sure. That's a relationship. It's knowing the purpose. (laughs) So should we go on with it up with my friends? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Judy, you want to pick up five? Wow, well, to do. Okay. Read it slow. It's a biggie. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> While you have believed you are the self of the ego, you have believed in a need to both glorify the self and denigrate the self. These beliefs have shaped your dualistic view of the world and all that exists with you within it. For every glory, gift, or success you have achieved, you have believed in a corresponding cost that was, in essence, a cost that came at the expense or denigration of the self. You believed that for every gain, there was also a loss. For you believed that every step in the advancement of your separated state was a step away from God and your real self. This belief was based in logic, But the logic of the illusion in which you believed you chose to separate from God out of defiance and a desire to be one with God no longer. This could not be further from the truth and is the cause of all your suffering. For contained within this belief was the belief that with each successful step toward independence, came a corresponding step away from God. As independence seemed to be your purpose here, you could not keep yourself from attempts to advance in this direction. And yet, neither could you keep from punishing yourself for this advancement. Whoa. Yeah, that's our dualistic view. That's our belief in duality. Anyway, pass. Yeah. He puts it very well. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, shall we go? On? Okay. Yeah, six yeah. and seven. Oh, six and do eight also, okay? Okay. Okay. We leave all of this behind now as we advance toward truth through returning to original purpose. Your return to your original purpose eliminates the concept of original sin and leaves you blameless. Thank you, Jesus. It is from this blameless or unaltered state that your personal self can begin to represent the truth 
or it leaves untruth or the ego behind. It is on, it is on, it, it is only this one unaltered true self that is the truth of who you are and who your brothers and sisters are as well. This is what is meant by oneness. This is what is meant by unity. And yet the truth has many ways of being represented as does illusion. (laughs) Okay? Just as artistic representations of illusion are sometimes called art, representations of the self of illusion have been called the self without this being so. In each, however, is the self you believe is real, revealed. Okay. So it's not, not all that is called art is art. And not all that you call self is true self. Even while both may represent the truth as you perceive of it. Representing the truth as you perceive it to be has been the righteous work of many who have caused great harm to others and the world. There is no truth to be found in illusion, and so no representations of perceived truth, no matter how how intensely they have been championed, have truly altered effect, for they have not altered cause. Thank you. Okay, two nine. There is no right or wrong in art, and there is no right or wrong, no good or bad, in regards to the self, but only accurate or inaccurate representations of the truth. Interesting. Inaccurate representations of the truth simply have no meaning, and no matter how much one might try to read meaning into the meaningless, it will not be found there. The meaningless has no ability to change the meaning of truth, and so your true self has remained unaltered and has all to do, excuse me, has, let me start that again. And so your true self has remained unaltered as has all to which you have assigned inaccurate meaning. Read 10 also, All right. Thus you stand at the beginning with a true self now devoid of the meaninglessness you but attempted to assign to it. You stand empty of untruth and about to embark on the journey of truth. You stand in the transformational moment between the unreal and the real. All you await is an idea a remembrance of the original idea about your personal self. 
11. <clears throat> this memory lies within your heart and has the ability to turn the image you have made into a reflection of the love that abides with it and, and holiness that is beyond your current ability to imagine. It is impossible for you to imagine this holiness with the concepts of the thought system you here to for have rely upon. This thought system has allowed only to accept of reality with a certain parameters, for it has not allowed you to imagine being able to take a step back to the God you believe you left and the, the fiance, defiance, defiance of the true self you believe you abandoned there. Be truly full with yourself now and realize that what I speak of here is known to you. <clears throat> realize that you know that it's not God who abandoned you, but you who abandoned your true self and God. Give up your desires to think that is, you did such a thing that was a reason for you to have done so. How many times have you asked yourself why you have choose separation? There has not been a reason for you to do so. Realize that a reason has been given here and that this reason, while perfectly believable, it's not one that includes a need to abandon your true self, O oh God. Why should you be more inclined to believe that you left a paradise in order to live a while in a form that you could cause much suffering and strife for the sole reason of being separate from that to which you long to return? The only alternative has seems to be a belief in a God that will banish you from paradise for your sins. You have worked thus far to change your idea of vengeful God. Now we work to change your idea of vengeful self. For what else will such a self be? Uh. All right, Glory, uh, Judy and Yvonne, you want to bring us to the end, to the conclusion? Sure. This is such an important point for you to grasp that I return you to our comparison of the family of man to the family of God, as well as to our discussion of the return of the prodigal sons and daughters of God. This discussion may have seemed to accept the idea of a self as highly developed as an adolescent child, a self who would willingly choose to explore independence no matter what the cost. This discussion merely examines the reality you chose to believe in, the reality of an ego self, a self-concept seemingly stuck in an adolescent phase of development. The ego self's only desire was for you to grow up into its version of an independent being, no matter what the cost. 
<laughs> While you may be happily congratulating yourself on leaving such adolescent thinking behind, this thinking must be quickly replaced with a new idea about yourself or its hold on you will remain. <laughs> Isn't it great how he gently holds my hand? I know. And he takes us to a conclusion in this chapter with such love and understanding of us. You know, it's like, yeah, all right, you let you wallow. You know, you you got confused. I gave you some things to think about. But now it's very simplistic. You know, yeah. You know, you, you still think there's a vengeful God and you're a sinner and you suffer. Is this what you want? <laughs> this discussion may have seemed to accept the ideas are highly developed as an adolescent child, a self who would willingly choose to explore the independence no matter what the cost. And, you know, it's like, it's true. I mean, think of your adolescent years, the things you might have done, you know, just to, like, explore some stupid idea or go off some on a tantrum. Or the prodigal son and daughter going off into the hinterlands. Let me see what this is all about. And then you realize, no, I don't want this. I'm going home. I want to go home. I just, I love it. I love how God, Jesus does that for us. He's so gentle in so many ways. You know, he can, he can start out exploring our intellect to some extent. Then he works it down into the heart, and he just showers it with love, showers us with love and understanding. I mean, it's not the greatest work you can read. <laughs> I'm just sitting here feeling it, feeling it, you know, how gentle. I'd like to share a couple of perspectives, if I may. Sure. Um, I, personally, I want to just go back way back in paragraph five. And what I saw, what I was getting in there was the epitome or the the most amazing picture of my childhood. It became a natural process or natural way of being in my relationship with my father that he was always able to, and and I was always contributing to this, there would be some event where I would do something that I would really succeed at, that I I would do very well. And within a matter of time shortly after that, I would just kind of, pardon the term, piss on it. Or in other words, I would do something to self-destruct. And and this became a matter with my dad where he was just continuously pointing this out that that I would do something that was a win at school or in sports or 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 whatever or earning money or whatever it may be. And then then within a matter of time I would just kinda recede or or slip or fail or go back. And it's not, and that was coming up so clearly for me 
as my childhood, as we were reading that, that in paragraph five. And it's as if that was a belief system that I had put in place or that my dad and I had put in place about my way of operating. And it's very insightful because, because as I've gotten older and as I matured, I began to recognize that that doesn't have to be that way. I don't have to fail after succeeding at this point in, in, in a matter. But it was like a, an obstacle or a big block, if you will, that was there for me that I recognized early on. And I, I feel like that is so clearly expressed there and sure, surely perpetuated the belief in isolation and separation. So uh, that was, I appreciated reading that paragraph and, and being able to see that from where we are today. Thank you. Good insight, Dale. Great. I was just going to say the same thing. Great insight. You know, <laughs> yeah. maturity comes that wisdom to look back yeah. and realize, you know, in so many ways in our, you know, our growth process, how we might have hurt ourselves. And you were fortunate to have a father or someone that was there to show, you know, point it out. So, and then, <laughs> You know, it's like, okay, <laughs> all right, Dad, you know. But it's all you know, part of the group. Yeah, go ahead. That's good that you say it that way, Paula, because I sure wasn't seeing it that way at that time. Mm-hmm. Of course not. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of like it's kind of like he was my jailer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean... Didn't we all feel that, you know, whoever was, you know, that raised you, you know, whether it was a parent or grandparent or whatever, you know, like, because we were, you know, like we were exploring and doing it and it felt good, and, you know, so if there was someone to point it out, so it's like, no, I want to do it my way, you know, like, I think I was fine, you know, but as we mature and look back and we say, with gratitude, thank you, you know, yeah. <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> But it's only yeah. And I, I had something else that I would like to share. And um uh this is this is an observa- observation. I felt as if as we were reading the rest of this chapter, we were not taking it to the depth that I that I felt like a dialogue was flowing. I mean, this is my perspective of it. I didn't feel like we were we were having the opportunity to look at these matters or look at this message more deeply and, and see how we could make this a dialogue or how we could bring this in at a deeper at a deeper meaning. I, I found myself pretty well swamped with a lot of the material that we were covering there. And I just wanted to offer that as a discussion and, and something for us to consider. Um, I, I just couldn't help but wonder if rather than, you know, us 
keeping this to an hour and a half or keeping us to do an entire chapter each week, in a situation like this where there is more material, would it be possible to perhaps spend more time looking at it more deeply? Um, I, I just want to throw that out as, as, as something to consider, something to discuss in this. Uh, thank you. I'm complete. Yeah. You know, I appreciate what you said. And, and yet, when we were reading it, there was such a nice flow to it. It flew, for me, it was flowing so easily and the understanding was where I was sort of, you know, wavering with the first, you know, five or so. This became softer and it was like a flow and like, it was like, yes, it's okay. Now, and I want to say this, like, you know, when I say let's keep reading, I mean, at any point, you know, like you have to say, Judy reads, you know, somebody would say, you know, can we just stop here for a minute and let's, you know, I want to just concentrate on this paragraph for a while. I mean, that's perfectly fine. You know, so that's what, you know, I don't want this to be, you know, I'm just trying to direct and keep the flow and, you know, but it, you know, it's not to rush through a reading, but sometimes, you know, we'll read a paragraph and we'll mull over it, and then you go into the next paragraph, and the answers are right there. You mm-hmm. know, and I don't. I want to make this more of a flow, and yes, leave it open for dialogue. You know, but I'm not making this a study guide. You know what I'm trying to say? Yes, I do. I do. Yes. So, so I, I hear in that. I'd like to just offer that that going forward, as we. Perhaps when, I mean, take a look at, uh, as an example, what was it? Paragraph, paragraph 11 that Gloria read. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of sizable, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, that, uh, that we that we could we could perhaps stop to stop or or interrupt or or see if we can well, reflect I, on but somebody, yeah but what I'm saying we can read it and then at the end of that you know because to get the full flavor of the paragraph there's reasoning you know putting these paragraphs so it, you know I remember even other study groups like you know we and somebody would start questioning, we'd all get into this conversation, and then we'd read the next paragraph, and it's all laid out so simply for all of us. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. it makes a lot of discussion, but it is, you know, and I, like I said, it's something like, that. yes, it was a lengthy, and we've read quite a few that are lengthy, but you, to get the flavor of the paragraph, I think you have to conclude it rather than stop in the middle. You know what I'm saying? And it's very, if somebody said at that point, you know, can we just stop here? I'd like to reread that paragraph or, you know, I want to say something about this particular paragraph. And that's fine. You know, there's no set, like, we're going to do the whole paragraph. I mean, we've done that in the past, too. past that we've run half of the chapter. But there was a flow here. And to me, it was going very well. But, you know. Everyone hears what they want to. Well, 
Well, like may I say something? Sure. I see both of you. I absolutely understand. I totally get where you're both coming from. And you're both absolutely right. And dialogue is a spontaneous action. Okay? Mm-hmm. And if we're going to allow for any kind of spontaneity, then maybe we can just make a decision as to whether we can stop in the middle of a reading or stop at the end of a paragraph or at the end of a chapter. And maybe that might help simplify it. Well, that's what I'm basically saying. Like at the end of a paragraph, somebody feels like it, it's, you know, there's some dialogue here I want to share. Then yeah. it's like, you know, do you mind if we stop here? And you know, that's perfectly fine. You know, like I said, there's no set mm-hmm. curriculum. You know, Bill, does that work for you? Yeah. We kind of had an example of this might be what happened when we came across paragraph three earlier today, that um, after we read the four paragraphs, we went back to paragraph three, and I don't think anybody objected to me rereading the paragraph. No. Uh, You know, and and that, no, I mean, that, if you would have stopped there, okay, re-reading, re-reading, said, re-reading a paragraph is not the same as a dialogue. Right. A dialogue is a, an expression of our authentic self as to how we're feeling, what we're experiencing. And I would suggest that, that that re-reading the paragraph did feed the dialogue, did enhance it did make it more clear for everybody. Definitely there was a clarification. Definitely. Yeah. You know, and, and, and sometimes it won't, and that's fine. There's like, but I'm not, I'm not, you know, there's no set curriculum. Yeah. You know, like I said, if, like even after paragraph three, Reverend Bill, if you would have said, can we stop here? I want to read this again. It's just not clicking. We would have read it again. Or, you know, just say, it spoke to me in this way. We would have stopped there. And that's fine. I just keep the flow, just give, you know, and then we, it's, from that point on, we take it as it comes. Mm -hmm. Paula, you do an absolutely magnificent, you do a magnificent job where we're concerned, or at least as far as I'm concerned, I think you do a magnificent job of keeping the flow, of allowing everybody to express of just absolutely just taking charge of the group when we kind of go off on whatever. You do a great job. Absolutely marvelous. <laughs> so Thank there. You, but yes, you know yes, it, you do. It, but it takes you know, it takes all of us to make this what it should be. You know, and we agreed this is not going to be a study, this is going to be a dialogue. You know, and if we go off the reservation and start talking about something entirely different from the what's in the book, it's fine. Yes. It's an open forum, you know, and it's a place to share. And if something comes up from a paragraph that really, just the word or just the way it's said, you see, but this is bringing to mind something. And, and we go off on for another half hour on a whole different topic. It's fine. No, and there's never been a question about that. You've guided us perfectly through that. No? All right. That's what yeah. I want. I don't want it to be a study guide. This book is not to be studied, it's to be experienced. It hasn't been. 
It hasn't been, honey. Yeah. I think what Bill is trying to express, if I may be so bold, Bill, <laughs> is that <laughs> tonight, tonight in particular, all of us were very confused at the end of four. And, and Bill very kindly went back over three and explained it beautifully. And we, we're talking about an apple. Yeah, absolutely. We're talking about an apple and an orange here. One is that we're understanding a particular paragraph. Bill explained it to us. That's it. Dialogue is something completely different. So, I, you know, it's like for you, I, I feel you guys just trying to intermix and intermingle the two, and it just, that's not going to work. I think what happened yeah. tonight was perfect. I think what happened last week was perfect. I think that yeah. every time we all get together, it's absolutely perfect. Yeah, and, it, it, and there's no set model, let's say. It's just no. whatever happens within this no. hour. And, exactly. And Bill, whenever you, whenever you feel a need to dialogue, to share your feelings and your experiences, do it. I mean, you have. I mean, I've never known you not to. So, <laughs> I mean, does it matter really when or where it happens? You know, I, 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 don't, I don't know. It may be, that may be something that is personal to you. And if so, then, um, then dialogue or share in a way that you're most comfortable with. Yvonne, thank you for speaking up when you did. I think that supported the entire process. Thank you. Thank you, Wendy. Um, I'm just thank thinking, right, we, this is beautiful. We're together. That, that we created this, this unified space, this, this moment that we share together. I mean, I, that's, to me, that's the key. And, uh, and other than that, you know, all the, the little folks that come out from the circle, that's fine, you know. <laughs> but we, we were all one here, and I mean, I'm, I'm very excited over tonight that, like yeah. you said, Reverend Bill, I, we did, <laughs> excuse me, we did speak up, and, and I think that was very important. That was very important oh. for me. So oh, anyway, yeah. I'm happy with today, and uh, we just, yeah, you know, I could, we, yeah, make, we went on and very perfect. We yeah, just that's mm-hmm. perfect. Along, no, I mean maybe it's a little puddle, maybe it's a rock or whatever. But we're just going through the process. We're just being here as a group, and it's all beautiful. That's the way I look at it. Oh, um, it absolutely is. And Yvonne, I just want to say thank you. I want to add my thanks to your voicing what Paula and I were also feeling. You know, it's, it is a oneness. We were experiencing it as well. You happened to be the one that spoke up and said, I don't quite get that. And Bill explained right. it. So it's perfect. Everything that we do here, as far as I'm concerned, I have never felt anything other than completely satisfied and completely filled with love for all of you. And yeah, you're right. So what if there's a few spokes? Big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Well, ladies, I'm sorry. I'm. I have to sign off now. I'm. I'm right now in in the middle of trapping kittens and cats, so I can uh, <laughs> have, have some more sanity in my life. So I'm getting ready now. To- well, first of all, how many kittens and cats do you have in total? Well, I don't know. Outside, there's about twenty. We've spent a lot of time over the years oh. trapping and neutering all these cats, and uh, there are. And we, they all live here, basically. 
but recently we've had a few mamas that we couldn't trap, and then she had kittens. They both had kittens. Uh, we've taken care of oh, them. I am we, so envious. I oh have a God. niece who does the same thing. They had cat, my his her husband built cages. It had like a we called it a cat uh, condominium in the backyard. They had heating in the winter, cool in the summer. Twenty six yeah. cats he had back there and kittens. Yeah, my daughter does the same thing. My daughter does exactly the same thing in her complex where she lives down in uh, down in California. She does the same thing, and everybody in their little complex of three. Three little town, three townhouses. They all do the same thing. There's a group of wow. them that just do the same thing. They protect them. They build shelters for them. They feed them. Mm-hmm. They take them to the vets. They do everything for these cats. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just totally envious. Yeah, that's lovely. This is just the two of us, all and myself. We're a, a two a two man show here. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Greenberg, absolutely. The Greenberg Battery. Absolutely. Oh, my God. And like we said, there's there's no magic word whether we stay on the phone for an hour or an hour and a half. So, you know, I I, I do appreciate it. I'm going to say goodnight, too. The day just is catching up with me. Yeah. uh, Okay, sweetheart. Go relax. We're all good, right? Everything is good. Everything's beautiful. It's all good. Wow. Thank you, Reverend Bill. Thank you all. Yeah, just get a couple of extra Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Yvonne. Thank you, everybody. Love you. Love you. Love you all. Take care. God bless you. Okay. God bless you, all of you. Good night. Thank you, Gloria. God bless you. Thank you, Gloria. Yvonne and Judy and the world. How's that? Yeah. (laughs) Sounds good to me, sweetheart. (laughs) Have a good night. Stay safe. You too, honey. What's going on out there? Okay. You too, sweetheart. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye now. Bye.